Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, uh, welcome to uh, Construct Your Life. This is Austin Lenny. I am beyond grateful to be here uh, with my main man, uh, Diego Corza. How are you doing, Diego? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for the opportunity, Austin. Guys, uh, you're going to be blown away by this interview. We haven't even had it yet because I just know this man. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, uh, an inspiration. Every time I leave this man, uh, I feel better. Um, so, you know, your brother's not too shabby down there in Florida doing some real estate as well. Um, so really just a powerhouse real estate family. He's got Airbnbs, uh, long-term investments. Uh, he's a killer agent, uh, a ha- house hacking uh, extraordinaire. He's going to walk us through all these strategies and kind of tell us his story on um, how he got to where he is today and in the long road. Um, I know you're going to be blown away, um, so we'll just get in. I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, and why don't you just take us kind of through your uh, story there, Diego? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank thank you very much for for having me here. And where where I where I will start is more of where I am today, and then take you back. Is that cool? Sure. Awesome. So I am 29 years old, living in Austin, Texas, full time realtor, and also I own around 15 doors, uh, 15 doors right now in uh, March 2019 or April 2019, but. And the passive income that I get from my rental properties pay for my living expenses, which is awesome, which technically means that I am financially independent. Um, And even though this sounds great, my life wasn't always this way. I am a DACA recipient and a dreamer. So for the audience here, if you guys have heard the news lately, these past couple of years, that's been a hot topic. But it basically means that I came to Peru. I came from Peru when I was nine years old with my family and we came with a visa, but then we overstayed it. So we became undocumented. So I've, uh, I am still undocumented, but I'm part of the DACA program, which basically since 2012, it allows me to work and drive. But the childhood and the challenges that I've got, that I've had to go through to get to where I am to today of being a millennial entrepreneur um, it, it has had a lot of ups and downs. When I was 16 years old, I went to the DNV to get my driver's license. And they told me that without the proper paperwork, um, that because I was undocumented, I couldn't drive. I couldn't qualify to get my driver's license. And at that point, I, I was aware that I was undocumented, but I didn't know what it actually meant because I was still a kid. And that's when it first hit me that my life was going to be a little bit different than my friends. And then I, so I put all my emphasis into school, into high school, graduated third in my high school class. I applied for college. I got into Florida State University. And as I was applying for loans, for grants, for scholarships, I got turned down by 99% of them because they needed to 
have because they needed to see my green card or my citizenship. Because I didn't have that, I was denied. A few of them I won, and then they said that they couldn't disperse the funds until I showed them my green card. So then I'm like, I don't have it. So I lost that money. Um, so that was another challenge. And then as I, I knew that I had enough for the first year in college. So I went there anyway, and I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out a way to work so that I can pay for college. And after I volunteer at a nonprofit, they offer me a job full-time or at least like part-time while I was going to college. And as I, as I applied and everything, they asked, Diego, everything is great, but we need your, your work authorization. So I asked my parents and they said, Diego, we do not have that document. You don't have it. So then I'm like, I'm 19 years old, cannot drive, cannot get student loans or much scholarships. And now I can't even work. Like what the heck is going on, right? Like I'm supposed to fulfill my goals, my dreams of, of, uh, of achieving my own version of the American dream, right? Which back then for me was, of course, being the first in my family to graduate high school and college here in the United States. Um, and I was doing everything that my teachers told me to do. And then now I'm facing all of these challenges. But I found out that I could still open up my own LLC so that's how I was able to pay for college. I started making websites for small businesses, for nonprofits, and uh, riding my bike to and from the offices, from meetings. But I was able to make it happen and always figure out that there, I always knew that there was a way to make it happen, but somehow I just had to get more resourceful. So that's, that's what I did. And um, fast forward to 2012, I was graduating um, that's when Obama passed the executive order called DACA that allows dreamers to work and drive. So it wasn't until I was 22, 23 years old that I finally get my driver's license and was able to work. And that's when the playing field even out with, with all of my friends. And, uh, so, and then af after that, I just took advantage of the opportunity that I had, um, which was work my butt off, um, be as resourceful as possible, be as purposeful as possible for all the goals that I had. And, uh, and then I began buying properties and all of that stuff. And then I quit being a software developer because I got a job as a, as a software developer for GM and I went full into real estate in 2015. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Mm -hmm. And if you could tell the story, cause I think it's powerful and it really shows, you know, my new rule in life is no excuses. I can't stand people that make excuses. Can you walk them through the story of when you were, when you were riding your bike and you had a suit in the backpack? And <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. So this was back in 2011. It was the summer of uh, 2011 in Florida. So it's like, it's freaking hot. hot. And uh, I had set up an appointment with a small business. And at that point, my bike was my only mode of transportation. So I realized that, okay, I need to like, I need to, this is my only way. So I put a suit and a towel in my backpack and I ride my bike to the appointment. So by the, it was like four or five miles away. So by the time that I got there in the middle of the summer, I was drenched in sweat. I was, it was bad. Uh, so I parked my bike in the back of the building um, and dry off with, with, a, with a towel I, um, I, I rode there in my gym clothes. So I quickly changed in the way, like hoping that nobody sees me. And I walked to the front of the building, just like everybody else with a suit on. 
I, uh, by, by that time I had dried off, fixed my hair a little bit and stuff. And, uh, I had a one hour meeting, walk back af- afterwards, right to the back of the building, change back into my sweaty gym clothes and ride my bike back home. Right. But that is like, that is that mentality that no matter what, and this is something that I shared on my TEDx talk was that if the door of opportunity is closed, I go through the window. And that has been the mentality that I've had that no matter what, there's no excuses, especially living in the, in the United States. You just have to be hungry enough to, to figure out what is that how to make your goals happen. And I've never, I never asked this of you. Where do you think that roots in? Because your brother, you know, who's a, running a ridiculous wholesale company down in Florida, you know, y'all both seem to have that mentality. And, and what mm-hmm. I found is that, um, you know, I mean, say it or don't, you know, I, but, you know, Im- immigrants and, and people of, of, you know, that have traveled over and made it to America, they seem to have that mindset where, where nothing's going to hold them back. Is that rooted in your parents? Like, where does that come from, that mentality? Because, you know, you had to, you know, it wasn't like back in the day, the internet was not as, as relevant as it is. So you had to find these things out. You had to, you had to do digging, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back, back then, I mean, I hope, I wish that there was like Uber or Lyft, right? Because back then there wasn't anything like that, especially in, in Tallahassee, Florida, which is a small college town mm-hmm. um, per se, even though it's a capital of Florida. But um, yeah, I feel like a lot of it has it comes from my parents seeing them all the sacrifice that they that they did to come to the United States in a country that they didn't know anybody other than a few family members. Um, they had to learn a new language, and then they had to. They basically sold. We sold everything that we had in Peru and started from scratch. Mm-hmm. And when you start from zero, the only way that you can really go is up. Right. Sure. Um, so because of the fact that we started from zero, where my parents and my brother and I, we lived in a in a one like we lived in one bedroom um, for a couple of months in a bunk bed like that's that's where we slept. And uh, um, so it's like because we started from zero, we just knew that there was going to be more for us in the future. And my parents worked their butts off. Um, they were in the restaurant industry. My mom was a waitress. My dad was a cook um, back in early, like early two, 2000s because we came here in 1999 and uh, we were in Miami, Florida. So literally like, for example, to give you an example of what will happen on a Friday, Friday, my, my parents would go in at work at 11, 10, 10, 30, 11 at the restaurant work till 10, 11 PM where the restaurant closed, but then Friday nights was karaoke night. So they will stay at the restaurant till 5 AM, get home at 6 AM, sleep for a few hours and be back at the restaurant for Saturday, the whole day till 11, the restaurant closed, the live music will come in till 5 AM. And they would do that over and over and over again. So it's like sort of like, and because of the fact that back then um, my my parents did, didn't have money for for um, like for somebody to take care of my brother and I, we slept in the office at the restaurant. So like we we uh, I've seen my parents sacrificed a lot and worked their butts off and saw their work ethic to where now, for example, to make that choice of okay, can I ride my bike for hours in the sun? I'm like for 
a little bit for for a few miles i'm like yeah my parents worked from 10 a.m to 5 a.m multiple times this is nothing um so yeah so i mean it, it's definitely that example and um to also show my parents that what they had to go through is totally worth it to where the level that now him like now that all the all the uh, all the action that my brother and i have taken um has been totally worth it it's almost it's almost as if you're honoring your parents with your action exactly exactly right? and 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 the reason I, you know, I spent 20 years in the restaurant business, so I'm very familiar with those kind of hours, you know, eight years straight, uh, every weekend, no breaks. Um, that also me, that also me may be why when y'all party, it goes on for like two days, right? That too. Because <laughs> exactly. they work so much. Because exactly. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. So, so let's talk about you, you moved to Austin, you, you don't know anybody, you're working, um, you know, in the IT department and then you're, what kind of, what started the path down the real estate? What was, I mean, there's nothing about, there's nothing about starting real estate, especially from an undocumented, you know, that makes it sounds easy. Right. And then how do you grow to be, you know, uh, such a, you know, high powered agent, what kind of started you down the road of the real estate? Yeah. So what happened was in 2011, I read a book called Rich That Poor That. Mm -hmm. And I also met a mentor. His name is Adam Carroll. And he mentioned a quote. He said, Diego, you should build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Because a lifestyle, it's something that like you're either like some, some people continue to go to work and they get stuck in the rat race to keep their lifestyle. But if you focus on building a bigger life, that's when, um, that's when you're being pur purposeful for what you want. Mm -hmm. So I knew that back then that I wanted to build a bigger life. And uh, by reading Rich That Poor That, I knew that you could either trade your time for money, right? Where that's when I was working as an employee, still working as a realtor right, right now, trading my time for money. Um, that's one way to make money. And then the other way to make money is through passive income, which is you make your money work for you. So I knew that even though I was undocumented at the time and like that I didn't even have the opportunity to work legally at that time, I knew that in the future, I was going to build my wealth through real estate, through passive income streams. I didn't know how yet, but then when I moved to Austin, because I got the job, I decided that I wanted to start by buying a home with low money down and start house hacking, basically live in the master bedroom rent out the other three rooms and have my tenants pay for my mortgage. And after a lot of obstacles, because the lenders had no idea what DACA was, I had no credit history, like I had nothing back then. Um, after in 2014, that's when I was able to buy uh, my, my home with putting 5% down to start house hacking. And since then, my mortgage has always been covered by my tenants and also my car payment. So it's been, it's been great. And because I didn't have the privilege, quote unquote, to get student loans, I didn't have any student debt. And because I had to work my butt off in college to pay for everything cash, technically, I didn't also get into any bad debt. I didn't have any credit cards or anything. The only one I guess was my car. 
but then I got my asset to pay for that. So that was the mindset shift that I had. I was like, okay, how can I buy assets that pay for my lifestyle, that pay for my liabilities? And, uh, and I just set a goal that by age 35, I wanted to have 10 properties, but I was able to do that by age 27. Um, so that was pretty cool, but that's because I was purposeful into my goals and also connecting with the right people. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, when I bought my first house, you know, we basically house hack with renting out the rooms for Airbnb. So, you know, a hybrid of that, but, but I know this is something that you teach. You have a mastermind of your own. You know, I know mm-hmm. this is something that you extremely believe in. And I want to stay here for a second because, you know, I feel like a lot of new investors are going to listen to my podcast. Uh, you know, I coach a lot of young kids, same like you, uh, people just getting started, you know, kind of elaborate. I think house hacking is probably like, I wouldn't say the easiest way, but I think it's probably the best strategy to start off with if you're going to start as an investor, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially because, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, but they think, especially the millennials, the young people, they think that you need 20% down to buy a house, any house. And that is not true. Like at least, right? They be, oh, I need 25%. No. If you're going to be buying a house for yourself as an owner occupant, you can buy a home from zero money down with USDA loans all the way to 5% down with conventional loans. And you can even get grants from your city if you can qualify them based on your income or based on the demographic or whatever. So this is, that's the benefit of it. But what you can see it is like, okay, maybe you can buy a duplex and get an FHA loan, buy a duplex, live on one side, rent out the other. And then later you can, you can repeat the process again and again every year or every two years. And that is the best way to start building your portfolio because you can buy a house, let's say in 2020, put 3% down on, on a home or 5% down. And then mid 2021, you move out of that house after you rented it out to to, to roommates or rent out of that side if you buy a multifamily and then put somebody in there and now you have a lot more cash flow and you repeat the process over and over and over again. That's mm-hmm. why this is such a good strategy to do because you do not need that much cash and you're either going to pay your rent in an apartment, you're either going to pay somebody else's mortgage or you get other people to pay your mortgage. And, and moreover, guys, and, and basically something that's very important, especially when I teach people Airbnb, because, you know, you don't need to have 15 doors like Diego, you could have three doors, but you could basically just travel, travel the world. That's what I'm trying to explain to people. It's small steps, little bitty things. Maybe you live in the house, maybe only buy one house, but maybe your roommates pay and you're living for free. Right. And so these are the little things. And also what I've noticed you do is that you're buying new construction homes too, mm-hmm. and you're basically buying in the path of progress, right? Exactly. And, and, and so not only are you living for free, you're also catching the upside of equity as well too, right? Exactly. So with the builders, what's great is that if you use them as a lender, because they will tell you, hey, you can get qualified with any lender, but if you use us, um, they will pay for your closing costs. And because I'm a realtor too, I get the commission. So basically, um, I get the commission, I get them to pay for my closing costs. So I'm trying to get into the property with as little money down. Um, But here's the thing too, is that when you get a new build and you're renting out to roommates or to other 
potential tenants, the house looks really nice. It has either granite countertops, like everything is super new. Um, so it makes it super easy to rent. So that's why I get them is because I like, I'm from the mindset that I am buying cash flow properties, not appreciation is the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But, and because I'm not handy, I'm not buying properties to rehab. I'm not buying properties to do the birth strategy or anything like that. I'm like, I'm going to get into a home and I'm going to rent it out from day one to roommates mm-hmm. and move and continue to my next one. And, 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 and just so you know, guys, if you, if you're scared of new construction developments or new construction builders, there are many people that I ran into, especially in the last couple of years that are using uh, new home builders, have great relationships with them and get them, get upgrades, closing costs like he's talking about thrown in for free by just continuing to buy homes with them. Um, so, you know, it's definitely something, you know, my philosophy in life is you have to ask the question. You know, and and I'm with you. You know, I've done a full remodel on a 1930s house. I'm good. Uh (laughs) I I don't got time for all that stuff anymore. So, you know, there is something, you know, for me, I'm digging into the new construction myself. There is something pleasurable about knowing that everything's nice Mm -hmm. and, and new for sure. Yeah. So and it what, makes life and it makes life easier too if you're not handy and if you don't want to have that headache or have that time. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like for me because of because of because I'm a realtor, I would prefer to I know that my time is more valuable in meeting clients mm-hmm. rather than trying to meet with a plumber at the house to see if he can fix if if he can update the toilet or whatever. So that because I know where my where must where my valuable time is i prefer to do that instead dollar productive time spent you're very focused on that you have multiple streams of if you're focused on this thing you can't be making money over here guys so you know you have to the the really the eye-opener thing for me was when i felt really good about all the work i did with my airbnbs and then maddie a made me uh price out price per hour Mm-hmm. And it was like $3 and I literally yeah. had like a lump in my throat for like a week. And that was when I started changing all the businesses and, and, and hiring people to do this and, and so on. So you really have to focus on where the revenue is coming in and where you can move the needle farther. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about kind of the, the, what I think you maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I think it did because I know how much uh, getting around successful uh, people with a with an unstoppable mindset has helped me and uh, leveled up my networking. Let's talk through um, how you met um, these GoBundance guys and and this crazy story um, yeah. that I think has elevated your your network to say the least, that would be another thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because a lot of people ask me, Hey Diego, like how, how have you been able to get to over 10 properties in your 20, especially with being undocumented, I couldn't work or drive till 22. And by age 27, I had 10 properties, right? I give a lot of my, like everything, a lot of that I've been able to achieve. Sure. is my, is my tenacity is my perseverance is my, the example that my parents gave, but it's also because I've been connected with the right mentors and the right people that have showed me the way. And I know that if it wasn't for me being connected to the GoBundance Mastermind Group, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it happened. It was super crazy how how it happened because it started with a tweet. It's Imagine, like my fa- it's like my favorite story ever. Yeah. And then and then make sure you tell the story 
about getting on the plane too. Yeah, <laughs> You've for never sure. Been for sure. So basically, uh, I was becoming a realtor. By that time, I, I I had just taken my test and all of that, and I was listening while I was working at Corporate America. Uh, because I was a software developer, I had my headphones on a lot, and I was listening to podcasts. I'm a big proponent of like you always have to be a student of life, listen to audible books, listen to podcasts. So I, so I listened to uh, one by Pat Hyben. And uh, so I followed him on Twitter. And uh, after I followed him on Twitter, he replied, after I followed him and I sent him a message, he replied. And I thanked him after every single episode that he did with a nugget that I had. And it's all on Twitter, which is crazy. Um, so then in one of them, he mentioned about the importance of your mastermind group, the people that you surround yourself with. And he mentioned that he has a mastermind group called Go Abundance. So I asked him about it and he says, oh, we're a mastermind for millionaires who love uh, financial freedom, accountability and adventure. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be in there. Um, so I told him I went in, but I'm 23 and, uh, and that's it. So after that, I went to their website, I filed, I submitted a form. And then from there I was, uh, I got on a call with one of the other creators of GoBundance, Tim Rode. Mm -hmm. So I tell him a bit about me. I quote Jim Rohn, right? I tell him a little bit about my story, Jim Rohn, that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to be in this group. And, um, so he's like, okay, let me, let me talk to the other elders and I'll give you a call back. It's like, all right. A week or two weeks later, he gives me a call and he says, Diego, uh, we, we want to invite you to our next event. It's going to be just you and you're going to be one, one of the only ones that's not a millionaire, but we're going to have 10 to 15 millionaires. Are you in? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, let's go. Um, so I put it on a credit card because back then I didn't have, I didn't have much. I was 23. And, uh, I, I basically, I go to the event in Steamboat, Colorado. I had no idea what to expect. My friends were telling me, it's like, is this some kind of MLM? Like, are you, they already charging you 2000 bucks and you don't even know them. And I'm like, no, these, these guys are the real deal. Don't, I, I have to check them out. So I go over there and I find myself in a room of, I find myself in, in a room with 50 millionaires at Osborne's house. And um, everybody's going around explaining like how they got connected with, with the mastermind, what their net worth is. So we have a guy that's 40 million, 15 million, 10 million. And when they come to me and I'm like, hey guys, my name is Diego. I'm 23 years old. I own two properties. Um, and my net worth is, 30, is 25K. And they were like, who the heck let this kid in? Why is he here? Um, so I told them a little bit more about my story and me being a dreamer. And after the five day event, they're like, Hey Diego, can you come outside? So I went outside with, with one of them. And he basically told me, look, we created go abundance for millionaires, but, uh, we want to help you out. Will you be our, our apprentice? We want to, you, we don't know where this is going. We don't know what, like how this can help you. But if you can surround yourself with us, we know that, that you will be able to learn something. Are you in? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. So ever since then, this is back in 2014, I turned 24 years old at that event. 
And I knew that my life will be different from then. Two weeks later, I was flying on a private plane with Osborne and he went literally picking up his friends so that we can run a Spartan race. And I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. And they're talking about business. They're, they're talking about contribution and family and all this other stuff, which is what like, it's those conversations that just elevate and reach a certain standard in life. And, uh, and man, everything that for like ever since then, if they said, Diego, you have to go to Tony Robbins, I went to Tony Robbins. If they said, Diego, you have to take the speech class. I took a speech class, go to this event. I was there. And that's what caught the attention of a lot of the guys is that for the first six months I saw them and steamboat. I went and I did, the the, that race. I saw them again at, um, because of the, because I was an agent with KW, they had an event in Austin. So I saw them at that KW event. Then they have a nonprofit called one life fully live. I went there. And then, so like back to back to back, um, they were like, who the heck is this kid? Like he's just following and taking action. And, um, yeah, fast forward two two years. Well, a year after that, uh, from joining GoBundance, they held me accountable and they showed me the way, and I was able to quit my job as a software developer and became a full time agent back then. Crazy. So the question that you have to ask yourself is, and because I operate this way, so I'd just be interested to hear it. You know, you didn't know much about them. You you knew of them. You know, what was what was the trigger for you that said, you know, I'm just going to go all in and I'm just going to figure it out? Because, you know, you know, my philosophy is, is your energy gets you in the door. You, you know, you might not have the knowledge, but your energy and enthusiasm gets you in places that maybe you shouldn't be. Right. Mm -hmm. So was it kind of like, dude, these this is just it. I mean, like and I'm just going to like see where this takes me and. Like there's no fear, right? And mm -hmm. like you didn't have the money, you didn't have any of this stuff. So like, what do you think was the reason that you were like, sure. I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. So I have the mindset, right? There is a mentality that you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and your mentors will show you the way so that you don't have to do the same mistakes that they did. So mm -hmm. if it took them 20 years to where they are at, it might take you 10 because of either the resources that they can help you with, the, the mistakes that they did, they can tell you how you cannot do them. Um, so I knew that I needed that for the life that I wanted to have, that I needed to surround myself with other examples that will, that will show me the way. But I also knew that if I didn't take action, that they will not want to continue helping me. Right. Well, because at the end, I didn't want to waste their time, too. I mean, you're talking with a guy that's worth a hundred million dollars. I'm like, I need to take action. If not, he's going to be like, Diego, this is the third time we meet and you're still you haven't taken any action. That's not that's not who they want to help. So that was the mindset that I had. It was like, OK, these guys can can literally make my life grow exponentially. And then I asked myself, how can I be of value to them? And how can I make sure that they still are excited to help me out? And um, yeah, it has so, gone. It so has the gone most there. important thing there, guys, that I want you to understand is twofold. One, I've, I do a little business with some of these guys. I know them personally. There's one thing they refuse to be around, people that don't take action. If, they, if you're going to do something, say you're going to do it. Um, but the most important thing that he said there, guys, was value. 
like he added value and and i think the biggest problem when people get around somebody like that is they want to project their ideas on why they would help well i have no idea why they would help me they don't need to do this yeah but you don't know who helped them when they got started you don't know they might be in a point in their life where all they want to do is help and you know i see the the help that they've given to you I see you doing the same thing for other people right now, you know, with your, with your masterminds and stuff. So I would imagine that you learned a lot on kind of just, but that's really your mentality already, but you, but basically it's probably going to be something you stick with the rest of your life is just giving back and teaching. Cause you want to see, I'm sure you get more joy out of one of your students getting their first investment than you buying another property at this point. For right? sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because I am able to help just like those guys in GoBundance have like changed my future, like my brother too. Like imagine my, my, my brother was 18 years old when he went to one of their events to volunteer and work for them for free for four days. Fast forward a couple of years after they have mentored him and everything. And now he sells, now he closes 150 wholesale deals a year with 17 employees and he's only 23 years old. Um, I mean, like it's, it's just crazy. The, the opportunities that, that one can get from, from, from being part of, uh, from having the, the opportunity to be able to help others. Right. And right now too, as I, I've always had the mindset that sure they are helping me, but I need to help other people. And especially by me sharing my my story as a dreamer, um, when I shared my story on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, back in 2017, where it went viral, mm-hmm. um, that caused a lot of people to reach out to me, being like, "Diego, how how have you been able to do it? Because I want to do it too." Like mm-hmm. you have a great story of overcoming obstacles. I'm in the same position as you are as a dreamer, as a DACA recipient, as a millennial. How can I start investing in real estate? And no. that's how I've been able to help others. And and there's and now that you're saying it out loud, I remember I need to introduce you to somebody. But there's a, there's a kid that I'm kid, whatever. These kids now, I feel like I'm old. Uh he's uh 23, 24. He they have like 56 units already, a couple apartment complexes. And I had lunch with them the other day, right? And I told him he's he's Hispanic. And I said, hey, I said you're looking at it from, and I said he's a great kid. But I'm just talking in general. I said you're looking at it from a point of view of, you know, like hey, I'm amassing units and like you know we're employing some people and stuff. I said, why don't you take it a step further? I said, why don't you look at it as you're Hispanic uh, American that is buying apartment complexes. So the plumber and the, let's just call it what it is. The plumber and the roofer and the electrician is becoming the apartment owner. Your, your need for life, the same way you look at, you know, teaching people investing is so much greater than what you think, you know, just as a scope of you just buying properties is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like when I became sober, right, that became a a lightning rod for people to latch onto me going, well, if that freaking crazy person can become sober, you know, and I've had people reach out to me, right? And, and, and what you're basically saying is, you know, and this is kind of my new thing, by you living your best life and helping others, you know, you're, a, you're basically a sounding board for, for other people to follow the, the path. The same, exactly. way that, the same way that David Osborne and Pat Hyben showed you the path, 
you know, you're in turn, as they call it, you know, throwing the rope back down. And, mm-hmm. and I know that, that I get more joy out of that than, than buying assets or any of that stuff. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, for example, right now, I've helped a lot of people house hack. And, and, and right now, I had one guy that reached out and uh, he, he reached out to join my mastermind group. But after he heard me on the Bigger Pockets podcast uh, back in November or, or October, he reached out. We, we met up. And then now he's, so he's 23 years old and he's about to close on his first house hack here in two weeks. And, uh, it's awesome because he took action. Like from the day that he met me, he took action. He's under contract. He's buying a house and he's also working now in my real estate team. So no way. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's and, so great. uh, yeah. And now he, he already closed one deal as a realtor has another one under contract. What was and, he doing um, before he heard your, what was he doing as a regular job? He was doing leasing as a realtor for people at UT. So he, so he went from being more of a lease agent to now being a sales agent. Mm-hmm. Something that I thought was interesting last time we had breakfast, you mentioned to me that um, last year, I don't need a number like price wise, but how many like deals did you do as a realtor? Like how what, as a realtor last year, I did 33. Okay. And what you, and I still, it sticks with me to this day is you said you didn't do any marketing. You didn't search for any of those deals. So you literally, they were 33 referral deals. So mm-hmm. what do you think that is? Or what can you put your finger on? You know, is that you doing what you say you're going to do? Is that you having a great network? Like what, what yeah. would you what would you say that? Yeah. So what was interesting that last year was my best year as a, as a realtor um, selling 33 homes. But what was crazy for me was that I didn't, I didn't focus in selling the homes because last year I wanted to be more of a speaker. So I gave two, two TEDx talks, one in, one in Dallas, one in Florida, and another one for youth here in Austin. I was speaking in Chicago and in other places. Um, I went to DC to the, outside the Supreme Court. So I was focused on a lot of other stuff, but, um, but my story resonated with other people in educating them about house hacking and, and just being part of GoBundance too. Um, so because of the way that I, I, I guess people see me as number, number one, I know what I'm doing. I care about it and I do want to help others. Um, a lot of people either recommended me to others or they reached out and they heard me in a podcast. So I'm a big proponent in sharing your story and I consider myself a lifestyle realtor. So, um, so it's more about tapping into your network and uh, in making yourself look as an expert that really wants to help other people. And I feel because I care and I technically, because of the properties that I have, I don't need the money. I'm not hungry to like sell, sell, sell. If I don't sell, I cannot eat. I do it because I enjoy it. I mm-hmm. feel like people really resonate with that. And, they, and they, they're like, wow, this guy can really help me. He, mm-hmm. he can really help me and he understands me. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. I just finished uh, the one thing this morning by Gary Keller and he was talking about working less, but working, you know, like for intention and stuff. And that's my, that's my new kind of battle cry 
is that if you're if you're doing the right thing and 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 you're you know life's it's a long life Mm -hmm. and and if your intention is to help people and your intention is to see people succeed you're never working not never working but you're not in a rush is what i'm saying life will life will come to you you know and that's what i'm trying to impart on anybody because what i've noticed from a lot of high-end investors is they had it all maybe lost it maybe didn't but the overhead right of their business got so big that they had to keep the wheel turning and then they're searching for more not balance but searching for a better um kind of lifestyle life and and they wound up scaling back right so you know the machine can get out ahead of you uh pretty fast Mm -hmm. and and so you know for me i think you're you're you live pretty intentional you're you're very uh big component of you know intentions goals um you know setting expectations and stuff like that what is your general practice um that people can get some value out of um on a day-to-day basis um you know are you doing the miracle morning are you setting goals every quarter are you looking them at every week How, what does that look like yeah so i don't do the miracle morning every morning but I do wake up early and I start my day. Um, so I work out four to five times a week. I feel like having the workout, especially in, in the morning, is super important just to get the blood flow going. Yeah, and, that, and then I, I usually have a shake a day. Um, but with, with my goals, I basically, I track a lot of it in my calendar. And even though I don't like I time block where people can sit, can do appointments with me. Um, but, um, I usually during the day is most, a lot of it has to do with a little bit more of being on my phone with responding messages on Instagram and on, on Facebook. So a lot of my day is basically on online and then connecting with people and chatting with them right now, because of everything that's, that's going on, I can't meet face to face here in Austin, but I've definitely been doing zoom calls with potential buyers, um, doing talking with people in social media and stuff. But I do follow, um, I do have the, um, the rich life planner from Matty A. Um, he's a great friend of mine. He's a mentor of mine too. As so to you. Um, so I I use that and that's where I track, um, my, the times that I work out, um, what I'm reading. So I try to read either a hard copy book or, or audible whenever I'm in my car in the morning. Um, so it's just like small habits. Um, but I feel I am intentional with what I do. And Mm -hmm. that is, that is what, what, what has helped me a lot. And then kind of, you know, and and we have this conversation, we talk a lot and I'm like, man, just give up the, give up the agent stuff, like go to be an investor. And you're like, no, I love it. You know, it's like making me money. And now that we're dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, being an agent is probably great. Uh, But, but, you know, kind of talk us through, you know, before we wrap it up, kind of where you see the next couple of years going. I know you started the, the mastermind that you're doing, uh, helping students is kind of your newest thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're loving that with uh, Philippe Melka or is that how you say his last name? Felipe Mejia. 
Mejia. Sorry, my fault. Mejia. But his episode on Bigger Pockets was really great. Uh, I I really, that one stuck out to me. Um, Was a great episode. So you hooked up with him and. Yeah. 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 So what happens, what happened was is, so he is Hispanic and uh, I feel like there's only been two Latinos or three Latinos that were featured on the BP podcast. Right. And uh, so he, I reached out to him um, telling him, Hey, you had a great interview. I'm going to be interviewed soon. And so we connected and we chatted and he was saying, Hey, just be ready. By the time that the podcast goes out, you're going to have a lot of people that reach out to you. And he was, he was not wrong. I mean, I had a lot of people that reached out. I had, uh, 800 new followers on Instagram right off, like in three days. Um, but what was great is that we saw that a lot of people, especially the young millennials, identified with me, um, with especially the Latinos too. They're like, hey, like you are a DACA recipient, you're a dreamer, I'm an immigrant as well, and I wanna I wanna get into real estate. Um, do you is there some some way that I can learn more from you or get more connected? So that's where we build um the brand called Rat Race to FI. And uh, to help other people leave their corporate job or or at least like become financially independent, especially mm-hmm. through through real estate. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I follow that I feel is super important because I feel like for you to become for you to achieve financial freedom or financial independence, whatever you want to call it, you first have to become the person that achieves financial freedom. First, mm-hmm. you become it and then you get it in the future. So there are six steps, right? That, that we teach in, in that group. And it's basically number one is managing your money. You have to know how much is coming in, how much is coming out. It is super important for you to know that, especially at times like this, like in Mm -hmm. April, 2020, where with with everything that's going on and making sure that you are tracking your finances, tracking your net worth so that you know um, how and, much you and, have. And, and I, and I want to stick there for a second. Cause this is yeah. super important because when I was in M1 and they made you write out your, 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 uh, the one sheet and you had your net worth, that was the most like <laughs> vulnerable slash crazy. And so I had some young kids that I coach do it and they would like fight it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not until you truly like bring, I feel like finances is a lot of, like people hide a lot of that stuff, but it's not mm-hmm. until you truly look at it that you can track it and go. I think it sets you free a little bit. It does. And one of the reasons why I, I feel like a lot of people think it's taboo or something because they just never discussed it. Right. And this is something that they also learn from, from their family. But I feel like it's super important to track it. And I learned that from the GoBundance guys. Um, there's a spreadsheet that I use. Um, and I heard that Osborne shared it with Pat Hyben and every single month they will share all what they made, their income and all this and everything, everything, everything on calls. So I went to my best friend, Pascal, and I'm like, hey, if these guys are doing it and that's how they started, we should do it too. So every single month, uh, Pascal and I, and now we added two, two more people on that call. We basically share all our income and all of our expenses. And we ask, hey, it's like, why, what, what, what happened here? Why before you've been spending 300 in this tab, um, now you're spending a thousand, 
mm-hmm. what what happened. And mm-hmm. you can justify, you can make excuses, you can whatever. But the idea is that you're seeing your net worth grow because you are putting emphasis on it. You're being mm-hmm. more aware. And, and then once you're aware, you can take action. So that's why it's super important. So that's mm-hmm. number one. Now, number two is scheduling personal development. That's why I was, I was sharing earlier that like, you need to listen to these, to these books. You need to learn and be a student of life podcast like these, um, read rich that poor that think and grow rich, all of those books. And then, um, number three is the importance of your tribe and your peer group. So you have to be conscious of who you're surrounding yourself because you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So if you are complaining every single weekday, happy hour, complaining about your job, um, that's going to be your, 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 your conversations, right? And with GoBundance is the standard is higher. The standard is more about creating passive income, creating the life that you really want to have and taking action towards it. Number four is goal setting, but here's a kicker. You have to do it with accountability. Mm-hmm. That's why people that they make their new year's resolutions, but they, because they're not held accountable at somehow they, they stop after a couple of weeks. But when you're, when you goal set and then you have somebody that holds you accountable, that's where you are consistently taking action. Number five is increasing your income. And that's why, for example, while I had a full-time job as a software developer, I became a realtor. I was doing WordPress websites for small businesses too. And it was just my mentality that I couldn't go home after 5 p.m. and watch TV. I was like, no, I am not going to do that. I'm sorry. So I, I, I have side, side hustles. And, uh, and I feel like by, by having that side hustle, by increasing my income and asking yourself, how can you do it? You become to be more resourceful. And I feel like resourcefulness and creativity in ways to create income, streams of income, is what has helped a lot of the guys in GoBundance and a lot of my mentors. So that's why I feel like it's definitely one of them because then you can be like, okay, every, all the money that I make from that, I can store it, I can save it and do number six, which is the last one. The last step is investing. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that a lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to become, I'm going to achieve financial freedom. I need to invest. But keep in mind that from what I shared, that's number six. That's the yeah. last one. You yeah. need the other five because if not, you're going to quit. It's going to be way too early and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be like, F this. I don't want to do this. This is too hard. But if you do the other steps before, you have money in reserves. You have, you're getting the right education. You have the right peer group that maybe is teaching you or mentoring you through it. And you have goal setting with accountability. I mean, there's just nowhere, no way that you can fail. It's just being patient enough to make it happen. So that's what we share at the Rad Race to FI. And that's like something that I have put together in a way that, okay, after surrounding myself with 250 millionaires for, for the last five years, these are the traits, these are the things. And because I've applied all of those six into my life, that I, my, my life is a result of that. Mm-hmm. So that's that, was it, that was it, guys. That was the gold. Rewind that, write it down. You know, <laughs> as I read books and, and, and I get around these people um, right now that we're kind of on quarantine, you know, I've, I've been reading a, a bunch of books this week. I've, I set a crazy goal. I've read like six books this week, seriously. Um, and the thing I keep going back to on all these books is it is simple. 
It's simple. Everybody makes everything so complicated. And if you follow those six traits, those six pillars that he just talked about, you're good. That's it. That's all you need. And the thing is, is that if you think, and you now granted there's exceptions, but if you think my thing is, and I did it and I'm guilty of it. I quit too early, right? Like get your side hustle up, get your investing, get the investing to replace the income. And then we can talk about quitting that job. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of time in the day to do the side hustle, to drive for Uber, you know, listen to the books, listen to the podcast. There's so many things out there that you can do these days. And Mm -hmm. I just don't want to hear any excuses from anybody because, you know, I mean, you talk, I know some guys that have like five jobs. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, to, so to, to give you an, an idea, right? Sure. I had, I was making $5,000 as a software developer at GM. So Five five thousand a month. What what I did is by the time that I quit my corporate job, I knew that I was in a position to sell one home every forty five days, or or two homes a month. I mean, or two homes every every two months. And because of the fact that I had my five thousand dollars a month, then I was living for free, and I didn't have any bad debt. I w- I knew that. That through my side hustle, if I could make half of what I was making a month by working fifty percent through 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 a side hustle, I knew that I can probably double that mm-hmm. or and increase it even more, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when I was able to be like, you know what? I'm gonna quit. I'm living for free. I do not, not and I'm I'm consistently closing deals once every forty five days, doing this part time. I know that if I go full time, I can make it happen a lot more. So then I left. Amazing. I love it. Every time I talk to this guy, I feel better. So let's talk about how the people can find you, how they can hunt you down. Your episode on Bigger Pockets, I know it was a dream for you. Yeah. Um, it was great to listen to. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, you definitely need to go check it out, guys. It was episode 352. But um, yeah, if people want to reach out to me, I'm really easily accessible. Um, they can follow me at Real Diego Corzo on Instagram. They can also reach out to me on Facebook. I have a, I have a group there too on Facebook. Um, or they can send me an email to info at diegocorzo.com. And if they want to find out more about the Rat Race 2FI, they can go to ratrace2fi.com. Fantastic. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to rate us and review us, share us with your friends. Uh, Diego, thank you so much for coming in, bud. I appreciate it. Awesome. Take care. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.